Okay, so we have a few weeks to Hanukkah. Most of the season hopefully will be spent on various insights into the Megillah. We have an extra month before Perm. And they share many themes, many differences also. Since it's before Hanukkah, we'll start with the one that is really quite similar. I think Lagabe Hanukkah, we mentioned this Nakuda a couple of years back. And by perm, it's especially pronounced, but a lot more complex. Uh, the Chiddush of Hanukkah, I believe, is that in Hilchaz Yahar the din is that if Rahman Aslan, a guy goes over to somebody and says, do it's Yahar even if there aren't 10 people there, even if it's not Shas Hashmad. If it's Shas Hashmad, even a Dwarbon, even a Minig, you can't change. You can't even change your shoelaces if it's a particularly Jewish, sneezesticker type of uh, shoelace, any other mode of dress. And if it's an Avera Stam, and he's doing it to make you be over on your mitzvahs, even if it's not a general Shas Hashmad, he's not doing it for his own honor. He says, Kok Chont on Shabbos, because he wants to be Michal Shabbos on Malaslan. If there are 10 Yidin there, it's Yahar Vayavar. We'll see this week and next week that the gedarm of what's Yahavayavar is quite complicated because that is what triggered most of the tainas and questions on Mordechai Tzaddik. But before we get there, I have to point out that in all of Hilchah's Yahavayavar, you don't find a makar, and you really don't have too many examples, where you have to be going on the offensive to bring the battle to them. Yavayavra is if they catch up with you, you go hide, you try to run away. If they catch up with you, then certain things you have to die for, and certain things either it's also to die for, or shittasatesis is sometimes you could be machmir, even though it's a cool love, you're not living anymore, the Ram holds you can't. But even the Ramam is made according to the Kesha Mishnah that a Gadlodar could do so to set an example, and that's going to play a role later as well. Nobody agrees that's Pratt in the Rambam, but someone to say that the Rambam would agree to taste this in that case. The Chiddush of Matasyo was that the original plan, as we know from the history of Hanukkah, is Matasyo and small groups of Yidin just ran away to the caves because they wanted to do mitzvahs and it was getting too difficult because the Greeks are showing up and then it became Yehar Vayavar and people were getting killed and getting harassed even when they weren't getting killed, and they wanted to do mitzvahs with relative peace and quiet, even though living in a cave uh, is extremely difficult, even if you don't have plumbing when you live at home. But the cave had nothing, and it's a very, very rugged lifestyle, and they didn't have supplies, and it was just very difficult. So, Matisio first told everybody, just leave the town so they don't find you and let's try our best. He then saw that that matzav was not sustainable because there weren't enough yidin who could do that for a long time because it's extremely difficult. 
and Klaisol can't run with three people who are left standing. So the Chiddush of Hanukkah, which is, really doesn't have historical precedent, not before or after. We'll, we'll contrast Purim when we get there, but his Chiddush was that now for the preservation of Klai Yisrael, we have to fight back not for national pride, not for COVID, and not because every country and every nationality fights wars when people are on their soil. We had many, many, many years, most of the years, we had plenty of people on our soils, quasi-Gullus conditions, and they didn't rebel. They did only when they felt that they couldn't do the mitzvahs and enough people couldn't do it and therefore wouldn't do it over time that Klai Yisrael had an existential threat. And then they said, we're going to fight a war. And I guarantee you, we hear a lot about this with Mordechai and Purim, but I'm sure the same banter and the same bloggers were writing it then. They said, some Kanoi is going to fight a war against the Greeks. We got like 29 of us. They got 29,000 of them. What kind of plan is this? It was... Terribly lopsided, and how's this going to work? Why don't we just pretend to do some avodazar, which is yharvayavar, and cooperate a little bit and go underground? And unlike the Garis uh, Rambam about the Garis Hashmad and Garis Taman, which we covered recently at Night Seder, uh, that was the Chiddush. He said, You can go underground, you could be a Murano because it wasn't avodazar, and they knew you weren't being truthful. But Normally, by actual Vodazar and by the Crusaders and all the other cases, it's Yahar Vayavar. So, I'm sure there were plenty of people, if not most people, thought Matisio was like dreaming. Like, why are you doing this? Putting, you start a war, you're going to put more people in Sakana sooner, that's for sure. And many people died, and the Hashman himself died to the last brother, and it took decades. And just remember when you light that first nair. Tata uh, Khan was made the year after when they had a, a very small, an ace is not small, but you had to notice it. It was an ace nigla, but in the span of the years where they were fighting and often losing battles, and there was anarchy and a lot of chaos, and they went three steps forward and six steps backwards, it was a difficult uphill battle. And one of the reasons the nays happened, even though too much of a zebra, is because they were most in Efesh and Hashem wanted to show them they're on the right way. That doesn't mean they won every battle. Far from it. And the whole thing is a chiddish. I'm sure there were a lot of people complaining. Why are we doing this? And he felt, that was the dust of the time, that we have to do this because otherwise there are not enough people going to make it. Fast forward to Mordechai. So, Mordechai is the ranking gadol, the ranking gadol anywhere in Klai Yisrael, in the top, uh, top five of Sanhedrin, even beginning at the end, but he's, he's at the top. And in Shushan, he is the top. And as a person, just, we're going to make many diukim. I think if we learn the Megillah from Pasuk Aleph to the end, it'll take us about 70 years. So we're going to try, this season at least, to continue with the overview and sort of a spot check certain uh, psukim to see what the yukim we can make. Mordechai HaTzadik, as the Pasuk says, Asher Hogla. On the Pasuk uh, we read, Lashnecha. So that means that they went to Gullahs, but although Farshim say, it means he actually volunteered to go to Gullahs. 
which is highly unusual. Traveling to Gullus is often a death sentence as you traveled, and if you got there, it wasn't much rosier. We only know one other tzaddik who did that, and he was unsuccessful because Hashem told him to turn back, and his name is Yirmiyah Navi. So that means we only have one example of a person who actually volunteered to go with the knowledge that they need leadership in wherever they're going, and Hashem has masked him. His name is Mordechai Tzaddik. Just to give you an idea who this was. So he volunteered. He was in Eretz Yisrael already, and he volunteered to go, and then he went back and he went out again. So it was a person who is only thinking of Klai Yisrael's needs, not thinking of himself, because it was extremely dangerous, uncomfortable is an understatement, and speaking of discomfort, it's going to get a lot more uncomfortable when Rav Minyan and Binyan of Klai Yisrael starts talking vicious Lashon Hara about him and has major tainas on him. So, understand that we're talking about not only a ranking member of the Sanhedrin, a huge time of Chacham, a personal... Tzaddik, when I say personal, in his own Hanhogus of his Yerushalayim, he was at the same time understood that, and, and Chazal agreed with all this in terms of his leadership role, the slight machalikas at the very end, could he have in the last uh, period given up his job for somebody else, and even that, uh, it was Roy Vecha most agreed that no, if he gives it up, uh, somebody else is going to fill the vacuum, it's not going to be good. Everybody always remembers that Rashi, for some reason. Roy Vecha, everybody uh, Darshan's Rave on his side still. Just want to remind everybody of that. I don't know what people say. Hey, everybody disagreed with him in the end. Well, what do you. It says Rave. That was a meet. Uh, we passed like the Rave. So apparently, Mordechai thought that my, his, his role was to be there for Klai Yisrael, why he left that Yisrael again in the first place. And he left to go retire and go back to Yisrael, which he eventually did. But right now, Achashverosh, trust me, and nobody else, I can't just say, Your Highness, I'm leaving now. We're going to give it over to Chaim Yankel, and he's going to do a fine job. And most people agree with him, just for the record. Beginning of the Megillah, throughout most of the Megillah, most of the people disagree with him. I'm not saying the people had a right to disagree with him, but the rank and file had serious, serious tainas on what was going on. And we'll start off, there are a number of uh, Gemaras that shed light on this, and we will actually try to explain. It's a point of confusion, and uh, perm is only one day. Nobody, it's hard to prepare. But if you ask somebody, so what was his cheshman? Why did he start up with Haman? I explain, Matisiel started up as the Greeks were making it impossible to live. Satan Mordechai is one person, so Haman is a very powerful, mean fellow. He already has a tain on Mordechai, because Mordechai owns him, and he keeps uh, on his shoe, the star, and says there's already a personal vendetta where Haman was 100% wrong on the issue, but why start up? And there's a Gemara that you're allowed to be machne for Shah and Berlamazer, that this is going to be their main taina, and he might get angry enough to start thinking about destroying Klai Yisrael instead of just Mordechai, which is exactly what happened. So I don't want to over-explain in that direction, but you understand why there are a lot of people writing things and talking about things that, and it's very easy to sit when you're not Mordechai Tzaddik and not the leader, not in charge, and say Svaraz. And the first thing we learn from the whole Maisa Perm and Esther is that you have to trust the, the only time you have to really trust Das Terra is where you don't understand it. If you understand it, you're trusting your own Das. It only comes into play when you don't know what's going on. That's, a lot of people find it to be a chiddush. No, if I disagree, then I disagree. So then you're trusting that when you can process things and you feel you have a panoramic view, Mordechai is going to 
say, so to speak, a lot of chidushim over here. And we're going to try to figure out what he held, halachically, ashkafically, but that's the aside of the mystery of a perm. What was the problem and what was the tikkun? And that requires work to try to figure that out. So the first simple Gemara is in Megillah. Your copy, it's a double-sided copy, Yud Beis and Medbeis. And we try to figure out the first Pasuk introduces Mordechai HaTzadik is the bottom of page one, Yud Beis and Medbeis, three lines in the widest line, and they bring the Pasuk. The Pasuk is actually printed in the bottom right hand of the page. Ish Yehudi. It's such a key pasuk, we say it out loud. So, for a key pasuk, it's pretty unclear. Because, unclear before you see the Tarish Valpanet. Simple question. Mardachai Atzadik was an Ishihudi. He was the leader of the community in Shushan Abira. His name is Mardachai Ben Yab Shemi Ben Kish. Ishimini. What shavit was he from? You would think a simple question like that is a simple answer. So the Gemara has uh, three-way machlekes over here. What the Pasuk is describing. And one of the answers is his father's from Benyamin and his mother's from Yehuda. Because it mentions Shevet Yehuda, Yehudi. Yehudi doesn't mean Jewish. Now it means Jewish. Because we took the name Yehudi from Yehuda. We're, we're made to Akash Baruch. A lot of reasons that became the name of Klai Yisrael. But here it describes Tushvatim, Benyamin and Yehuda. Which one was he from? So... We're going to start three lines in the bottom. Actually, five lines in the bottom. The Gemara asks the Kasha, Karli Yehuda Amam Yehuda Kasi, Karli Yemini Amam Binyamin Kasi. Which one is it? Second Terrace, Abanan Amri. Next bracket. Mishbechais, this is the good news before the other news. Mishbechais, Mezgaris, Zu Bezu. The Shvatim were fighting over the connection to Mordechai at Sadiq because they loved him so much, had so much for his leadership. They were fighting for the honor of having him from their Shevet. So that's good. Um, we don't know what percentage this was, but this is the first shot. It's a credit to Klaiso, by the way, that as they're fighting over to prove which Shevet and why Mordechai is here and who gets the credit, you have to know about nine years of the Navi Shir and Pesach <laughs> just to understand this one line. So we're not going to take nine years to do it because I assume you guys do Chazara, and I'm just going to do a very, very quick Chazara. If you recall, David Melech at probably what was the lowest point of his life and the most difficult Nisayan he ever had, and he had a lot of Nisayanists. Um, so there are a number up for grabs over here, but this was pretty, pretty hard. His own son rebelled against him, and rebelled against him to the tune of he had, like most of Chayis on his side, and he had an army, and he had Achitaifel encouraging him in no uncertain terms to go right away and kill your father because you caught him off guard, and if he has time to regroup, you're not going to win this war and catch him when he's down. And he almost did it, and Hashem made a nice nister, and they got a spy in who, the nice thing is you couldn't tell who was a spy because everybody was from, and everybody's part of Klai Yisrael, and how can 70%, whatever the number was, join Afshalom, a chutzpah, where's that cause? They looked at it as, well, well, it's not a problem, that's his son. Malchus Beit Dov, it's his son. Okay, so he's retiring a little early. Still a chutzpah. But that's what they would for answer. So, they slipped in a spy, and he said, you know, Achitevel's always right, 
but this time he's wrong and your father is very angry and if you attack him now he's ferocious and get a bigger army together and wait and that wasn't true and as a good example you're allowed to lie to save somebody's life and that gave David Melch enough time to regroup and get the people together so that was pretty much an ace because even Afshalom said, aren't you my father's closest advisor? He said, yeah, but I was an ever to your father, never to you. What's the, what's the steerer? A, a class act, but it still needed an ace. So before that happened, that is going to turn the tide and then they're going to have a machama. As David Melch is leaving, he has such compassion for Klai Yisrael and for the Kedushas Yishalayim. He tells his men, just leave right now. Everybody just follow me. And he said, Your Highness, we need an hour. We have no weapons. We have no supplies. He says, we're leaving now. If we stay here, we're going to destroy the city because we're going to end up fighting over here and it's Yushalayim. That's a godless. A lot of wars fought in Yushalayim. You can still rebuild it. He wasn't interested. So he walked out with a shirt on his back and now he has no supplies. His son is chasing him to kill him and he doesn't know if he has any army. He doesn't know who's with him. And they're hungry. They have no supplies. Like if you remember Basilea Galadi, who was an Akum, had to bring him truckloads of bread. Just that was Hashem sent Yeshua through him. That's how low on supplies they were. So to add insult to injury, as they're walking, an old Tamachacham comes by and starts screaming and yelling at him and cursing him because he held that he deserved it. What he didn't expect is David Melech is going to agree with him. You don't realize, you know, it's almost uh, you're fighting with a tzaddik and he doesn't want to fight. That doesn't make it too easy. Shimi ben Gera was a big tamachacham and uh, he calls him uh, naif and he calls him this. He goes after the Maisa Bashevis. He shouldn't be king and uh, you deserve this and you shouldn't go back to the throne. He was also from Machas Beishol and part of it, even though he was correct on the issue, this was a kapar for the Avera and Davra Melech. And his classic, uh, this is his finest hour. They, the Sfarim say this is when he became part of the Merkava because uh, he was vintage David Amelech, and vintage Amelech is a Melech who was in control of himself before he was in control of the people. So Yayev kept asking David Amelech, uh, Your Highness, do you want me to take off his head now or in five minutes from now? Like, what are we waiting for? He was a defenseless old man. And David Amelech says, Don't touch him, and he had to say it a few times. If anybody touches him, there's going to be a big trouble. And they're walking along, and Shem is throwing mud at them and throwing rocks at them and cursing them, even Vaz of Rabin. It's hard to imagine the scene. This is after David Amalek is having a day like nobody had, and this is on top of everything. So he doesn't, he's not short fused. That's the Chiddush here. Forget the calculation. And he said, Hashem told him to curse. It's, Hashem said, I'm going to shoot the messenger now. This is not the time for it now. He wasn't fully Michael. Let me tell Shlomo to take care of him later because he needs a kapar. Lamaisa, he held himself back and he didn't touch him. Why? So the push on the Pusuk is that he knew this was for the Chait of Basheva because the optics were bad, even though there's no specific Avera. And he was told by the Navi at that time there's going to be rebellion and all sorts of problems. And he felt he was resigned. He said, if Hashem doesn't bring me back as king, I don't deserve it. I'll retire and I won't be king. If Hashem wants me back, I'll fight a war. And if I get back, I get back. I'm not going to shoot the messenger. And he's just reminding me why all this is happening. And therefore, I'm not going to take Nakama. Now, the Nakama later wasn't Nakama because he gave Shalom Melch that hit list on his deathbed. People aren't in the mood to take Nakama. He was taking care of his friends. He needs a Kapar and he needs a Kapar to take care of Yoyev and take care of him. So they took care of him later. The second Cheshman, which we would never know without this Gemara, is that he also saw Buach HaKadosh 
that Shimi ben Gera is yet to have children who will have other children, and other children, maybe he has some children already, but the children he's going to have yet are going to give birth to many generations and a number of generations down the line, they're going to have a baby and they're going to name him Mordechai, and that baby will grow up to be Mordechai at Sadiq. And Klai needs Mordechai at Sadiq, and therefore, even though he's Chai Misa and I'm very angry and very down and out, I'm not going to kill him because Klai needs Mordechai at Sadiq. That's the short, quick Chazara of this one line. And can you imagine? Klai knew all this. Got to have a sense of history. This is quite a few centuries later. And Beth Mikdash stood for 400 and change. This is after the Horbin. And this uh, happened before Shlomo, and Beth wasn't built yet. So, Klai knew all this. Now let's read the line again. So Yehuda, Shevet Yehuda, wants to take the credit. He says, David HaMelech is Yehuda. He was such a nice person, worked on his Midas, and was so calculated, and he had Ruach HaKadosh, because of him, Mordechai is here, because he didn't kill Shimon ben Gera. So therefore, we get the credit. They said, yeah, that's very nice, and we'll talk and give you a few points for that, but just for the record, Mordechai Tzadik is from Binyamin, and that's us. Nothing wrong with being proud of your Shevet. It's not a, a Taina. Sounds like, why should we, who cares what Shevet you're from? Yeah, you have Yichus. So, yeah. so Yehuda had Yichus. So we're the Shevet that had David Amalek, who didn't kill your great-great-grandfather. and That's why he's here, and that's why he's doing Gavaldic things for the Klai Yisrael. And Binyamin said, that's very nice, and he's from Binyamin, and that's why he's doing Gavaldic things for Klai Yisrael, and that's wonderful. The other news, we'll just read the first line and we'll continue with next week. It's a Shem Rav Amar, Yisrael Amar. It doesn't have to be Machlekes. It could be part of Klai Yisrael saying the first shot and the other part was saying the second shot and the second shot gave Mordechai HaTzadik a tremendous uh, headache. When I say headache is that uh, he had people tiny on him. He didn't let it get to him. That's the godless and that's the segue from Eliezer and from the other Sekadeshim. He had a job to do. He's going to do it. And the naysayers might give him a headache once in a while, but he's got to do his job. And he's going to explain it to them as the Megillah progresses. Rav Amar, Knesset Yisrael Amra. Lead the Gisa the other direction. Each one wanted to put the blame on the other Shevet. Ru Ma'asali Yehudi Ma'ashilam Yamini. Ma'asali Yehudi, top line. Delokatle David Lashimi. He says, terrible, look what the Shevet Yudah did to Hadamelech, David Hadamelech, and he should have killed Shimei on the spot, he was Chai Misa, and he didn't, and because of that he had more children, and now we have Mordechai HaTzadik who's causing all this trouble. <coughs> That's quite a different story. And uh, they had Tainas, he was starting up. This He's starting up with Haman, and that's why Haman passed the and Klai Yisrael. Mashilum Yamini. And the other taina was, look what Shevet Benyamin did. Shaul killed 99% of Amalek, and he did a great job, but he didn't finish the job. And there was a taina on it then, and we have now a historical taina that he didn't kill Agag, and Agag fathered a child in that short time. And from that, the Ben Ben was none other than Haman, who was trying to destroy Klai Yisrael. So the first shot in the Gemara, each one was taking credit for what was going on. A lot of credit to go around. The other one was cross Tainas. It's your fault. Haman's around. Your fault. Mordechai's around. The Mordechai's starting trouble and Haman's causing all the trouble. Two very different stories for the same Matzav and Klai Yisrael. On that positive note, 
If you meet anybody during the week, you have Tainas on, just be down the Kaschus till you hear the whole story. Have a good Vach. We hope to start at 9.06 next week, so come and get a good seat. Just one second. So, Zara, how much was the first part on or off? You have to feel, I guess your wife will figure it out. Just to see if you have the sound. Uh,